Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast, the podcast about leadership for the culture. In this episode, we'll talk to Alonzo Action Motherfucking Jackson. As a lit life coach and a motherfucking monk, the only one of each kind as far as he knows, Action Motherfucking Jackson helps people live a lit life, a state of perpetual peak performance through emotional management, which builds a foundation for a new wave of leaders, balancing spirituality and entrepreneurship. He is also a certified personal trainer, business consultant, social media marketer, motivational speaker, and disruptive design lead for Leadership Mastered, a company that creates leadership development programs for Fortune 500 companies. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast. Today we have Alonzo Jackson. I'm excited to talk to this good brother on uh, this day to talk a little bit more about the work that he does, man. It's, it's you know... And looking into your background and, and, and chatting with you a little bit, I, I feel like this is going to be a really great conversation. So I'm excited to really dive in and, and, and talk to you a little bit more. So, so, so for, first of all, thanks a lot for having me on the Mindful Rebel podcast. And just when you, when you hit me up and I saw the name of the podcast, I was like, oh, shit, that sounds like some shit I should be a part of. <laughs> you are having this conversation right now. Well, man, I think the best place to start um, is to, I guess, tell me about yourself and, and about the journey you're on in terms of the work that you do and kind of what brought you to where you're at now in this space. Damn, oh, wow. Okay, okay. Well, as of right now, I'm going through a, a rebranding. You know, the mm-hmm. whole lit life coach motherfucking monk thing is pretty much me saying, you know what? I'm tired. I, not really. I'm not tired of, of the whole business thing, but I'm ready to really just be myself with it all. You know, I've. I've seen enough and been in enough situations where I've been able to just be myself and it's like magic happens. So at this point, I'm making me and everything I do my business. So I'm making my being my business. I'm, I'm out to get paid for basically being myself. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. So if I had to really pick a point where all this started at, um, let me see. After I got out the Navy, I was in the Navy for four years. I got out. I spent three years chilling because, you know, you do four years in the Navy. They're waking you up. You got to do something that somebody else wants you to do every single day. You know, you, you, you've earned some time off. So I spent three years just chilling, partying, you know, doing my thing. And after that, I was like, all right, that's the time to get a job. Because before, the Navy was paying for all that shit, so I was kicking it. But as the uh, benefits started dwindling, I was like, all right, I got to get a job. So uh, I started in college. I was in college for a while, but that was just taking forever. I don't. I can't figure out why I would have to pay money to go make money, but the, the Navy was paying for that, but still. So I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer. I dropped out of college because they wanted me to take math courses. And I'm like, what the fuck I need math courses for to be a personal trainer? <laughs> I went ahead and, uh, and found this uh, personal training school, uh, National Personal Training Institute. I got in there. I already had my goals to get a job and, and just, just make money. So I got in there. I really focused in and I got, I actually graduated my class early and I went and got my certification early. And as soon as I got out of there, I had a job, boom, straight off the bat. Later, I quit that shit. I quit my first personal training job because I felt like I could do it on my own. And they were, they were hindering my growth because they didn't want me to train outside of the gym. Somebody had seen my, my Instagram marketing and told on me at the gym. So I was like, man, fuck y'all, I'm out. So from there, it was the usual entrepreneur story. You, you get out, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you fail, you fall flat on your face multiple times. So this is no different. That's what happened to me. And looking at it now, 
it seemed like it was it was such a long time of just struggling and stress and and getting kicked out of my apartment and having moved back in with my homies and eventually even having to move back in with my parents. That was until a little later, but it was only a few months of of the struggling and just trying before something big happened. And and I I, I say something big happened well something because it did happen, but at the same time, what I was doing for myself made it happen. Like during these times of stress, I had started to really get into self-improvement because I knew if I was going to be an entrepreneur, times could get hard with money. You know, it would be times when I was struggling to get a client or something. So instead of backing down, I was like, all right, I'll make myself stronger for when those times come, you know? And as a, as an independent trainer, my whole thing was really trying to, trying to get my marketing understood. So I was reading and doing, doing a lot of reading and, and watching videos on YouTube about marketing. So after a few months, I ended up pulling this client who ended up being a seven figure business consultant. Oh, wow. And then yeah, that shit just like, wow, exactly. Cause that shit just turned everything around, man. Like the first time that I met him, he would give me, he gave me a book to read, you know, and I, I trained him, I get this book and I go home, I read that shit, bring it back, boom, boom. And he seen I was really about it. So he took me under his wing as a, like he was my mentor. You know? He started inviting me to different events and stuff. And the first event I went to, it was for a product he was creating. I don't know if I'm kind of going on kind of long with this. No, no, you're fine. Listen, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so we're about to get to the, uh, to really depart anyway. But um, it was for a product he was creating. It was a business consulting course that people could buy. It was like $2,500. And I say that to let people know, you can, it's a lot of money out there. It's a lot of money out there. I mean, motherfuckers was in this course. It was like me and I say, 14, 13, 14 people. At the time, I had a business, quote unquote, because it was so slow, I didn't really think I had a business. But these other motherfuckers had been doing business, like some of them for as long as I had been alive. Mm. So they, and they, they're getting this knowledge like I'm getting this knowledge. And, th and they would take what they learned immediately during the break and go out and call somebody and come back in the room like, oh, I just made a $15,000 deal. I just made a $20,000 deal. I just made a $4,000 deal. And I'm in there like broke as fuck writing all these notes like, damn, this shit is crazy. And in, in three days, this event, I learned more about business than two years of college for business. You know, just being around the people who were actually making the millions and making these moves like that. You know, they, I learned so much more. But aside from that, I also met my second mentor. And as I'm sitting there in this classroom writing these notes, I wrote like a book of notes. It's this motherfucker sitting next to me, this bald white guy old ball white guy, he kind of, kind of talking to me here and there. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm trying to get these notes, man. You already got your money. I can look at you and tell you got your money. And he did have his money, but eventually he, he hit on something that, and we hit it off or something about his daughter was writing, to, uh, working on becoming a trainer or getting into fitness. And he offered, he asked me if, if we wanted to write a book, if I want to write a book with him and his daughter, I'm like, what the fuck, write a book. And I had just been training for a few months and my, my business was trash. I wasn't making no money. I didn't really have anything to say to nobody. But I realized, like, I'm actually motherfucking Jackson. I get shit done. I do shit. I don't back down. I'm the fucking man. I don't mean to, like, sound bragging and shit, but that's what I was saying <laughs> in my head to get myself to do this shit. You know? So I went on with that. And that shit, it, it, it just catapulted me into the spotlight. Just having having a couple books. Went ahead, went ahead and did those books. I ended up on stage for a marketing event and shit, like a serious marketing event in San Diego. This is when I lived out there. And everything started changing right there. But 
the one thing that really just switched everything was a mastermind event that I went to with this this ball guy who was Dub. I just call him Dub from now on. And I was able to meet this monk, this spiritual leader, the like world-renowned spiritual leader, Ananda Giri. Okay, and Doug had been had, had has been like BFFs with this motherfucker for years. They've traveled the world teaching people how to be happy and shit. And at the third day of this event that we was at, I asked Ananda, I was like, what can I take from this event and share with the rest of the world? And he was like, happiness. And I was like, you motherfucking right happiness. You know, I it was something I had been doing, but I never thought of it as being my purpose. And mm. right there and then I understood my purpose. And that's when life really began, I feel like. So that was kind of long, but yeah. No, it's cool because it, it actually feeds into the next question perfectly. Is that looking at what you do, like you, you know, you know, as a personal trainer, business consultant, social media marketer, I can go on, motivational speaker. Um, how does this whole idea of happiness resonating with you? How does that factor into the work that you do? It's, that's happiness is the most important thing because if if I'm trying to do work and I'm not at my best, I'm not happy, I'm not feeling the work, I'll never be able to give 100%. Okay. So you have people out here who hate, who have jobs that they don't like. There are, once you decide that you're not going to be in a good mood, anything you do after that is going to be subpar. Okay. So when it comes to being a lit life coach, I teach people how to find that litness, how to get that happiness, even if they are in those adverse situations, even if they do hate their job, even if they are broke as fuck, you know? And I just show them, kind of give them guidance on how they can have more happiness, how they can find it when it seems like they shouldn't have any. Because I've been, I, the, the times that I've been happiest, I can look back and my, my car had just got towed. I was behind in rent. I had roommates, so the, the, the rent was falling on everybody else. And it was just a shitty time. But I can remember like, damn, I just started meditating for consistently too, so that helped. But I was like, damn, I, just, I was just so, calm and collected and happy i didn't feel none of that shit it was there but i was able to deal with it kind of piece by piece instead of like a flood of just bullshit hitting me you know so happiness that's like the number one thing that's the key to living a, a lit life that's the one of the highest vibrations you can have joy love happiness that kind of thing and if you go into business or your work with that attitude everything that you do everything that you create like we create shit so everything that we create it's going to have that energy in it. So mm. if you read it or when people listen to this podcast or people check out somebody's art who's and that's been imbued with that energy, they'll get that energy from that work. You feel me? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, as creatives, we are putting, I don't think everyone's always as aware, aware as much as they should be that you are putting energy into what you make. Like you said, no matter what it is that you're creating your output, you're putting energy into it. And I think people can feel that type of vibration when, when the energy isn't there. And, and I think you bring up a really good point thinking about, you know, this whole idea of like not being happy at what you do like that, that, that unhappiness feeds into that work. And so it, it, it manifests in a way that, that um, can be detrimental to what you do and, and not necessarily be you coming to the table with your best self. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing that is when it comes to being creative and, and creating things, when you have, when you're working from that high vibration, everything is flowing. You know, I like to talk a lot about spirituality and souls and shit like that. When you're working at that level of high vibration, your flow is open. Your channels are open. Your soul is basically working through you. Okay. 
Now, negativity, anxiety, doubt, fear, shit like that, that stops up the flow. So the happier you are, the more your soul can move through you and do the work that, it, that you, were here to, you were put here to do. So yeah, 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 yeah. We got We're gonna revisit that because you're 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 tapping on a, on a space that I wanna I wanna wanna dive into. But I do wanna ask you this question because a lot of the work that you do, and I think you started to talk about it too. Um, a lot of the work that you do has folks drawn to you because of your expertise, but also kind of intrinsically like who you are as a person, right? Thanks. So like, how has that personal authenticity been a plus for you in the business that you do, in the work that you do? Hmm. Think it's the biggest plus has just come from knowing that I have a high energy and being able to provide other people with that same energy. You know, I um, along all this all this different work I do also do promotional modeling and brand ambassador and MC and stuff like that. And I've had events where it's just people. It's just so many people out there, and I get excited because I know for a fact that anybody who get in my face is gonna leave our conversation, our encounter with a smile on their face. Like regardless, if we just come together for five seconds or five minutes, five hours, lives are going to be changed. And that is the biggest plus I, I can see from me being myself, showing other people that it's not just okay to be yourself, it can, it's, 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 it's advantageous to be yourself. Um, at, that first, uh, at that first event I was telling you about when I first met with my first mentor, one thing he said was everybody is trying to trying to attract their, their, their clients or, or really just be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, be appealing. But the, the truth of the matter is, if you show everybody who you are from the jump, be 100% authentic, the motherfuckers that's not, that don't like you, that don't like your personality, they're already turning away. So you basically qualified them. You've, you've taken your audience and gotten rid of all the people who don't like it, and now you're just left with the people who do like it and the people on the fence. So, and the more you, the more authentic you are, the more people you get rid of and the more you attract your tribe, your vibe attracts your tribe. I'm sure you heard that one. Before. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the biggest plus of to be yourself and just really letting people know that they could do, do what I do on my level or better. Hmm. I like that. I never thought about looking at that and looking at authenticity in a way that it is it kind of does some of the repellent for you in the sense that it knocks away some of the folks that just weren't meant to be in your space, in your circle, and, and just kind of leaves the folks that are really truly there for you in that way. Huh. Like that, man. It's all about trillness. That's, I'm the monk. I kick this trill shit. It's all about authenticity, light and love and trill shit, you know? <laughs> so with that, how do, you, how do you define leadership? Leadership. Leadership. I define leadership as being able to inspire others to action and not just inspire others to action, inspire others to be leaders. You know, it's doing, it's, it comes back to authenticity. It's not about trying to figure out what everybody else is doing. You know, trying to follow the latest trend. It's all about coming up with your own plan. You can, you can kind of look at other people's stuff and kind of like, oh, I like the way he does that and integrate it into your plan. But a leader is going to do things their way. And of course, they, they're looking out for people. That's another thing about leaders. But we're just assuming that it's a competent leader and he wants to look out for his people or her people. You know? 
Mm, so with that, you know, p- pulling this whole idea of like mindfulness and spirituality, you know, how do you define mindfulness and why do you feel like it's important? I think right, you know, I think where we are now, I think it's a good and a bad thing. I think right now, you know, mindfulness is, is becoming a bit of a buzzword um, and people are kind of throwing it out there in a way that it might not necessarily <laughs> do it justice. But I do think it's a good thing that it's becoming, you know, what mindfulness is, is becoming a bit more um, mainstream in that way. So for you, how do you define mindfulness and why do you feel like it's important? I look at mindfulness as awareness, you know, just an awareness of what's going on in your head at all times. Because if you are aware of what's happening, if you're aware of what your thoughts are doing, you're aware of your emotions because thoughts create emotions, you know. So if I'm constantly checking myself, keeping myself away from that low vibrational place, keeping myself from flipping the fuck out and getting petty with somebody who comes in and tries me, you know, I'm constantly mindful about what vibration I'm putting out into the world, you know? So that's what the whole mindfulness thing is to me. And I feel you 100%, people, people hear these words and all of a sudden it's all about mindfulness and it's all about gluten-free and shit. <laughs> people don't know what they're talking about, but that's cool. Because it's just like they're trying. I, 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 that's another thing. I don't want to judge anybody for anything they do. It's not my place. So if I come off sounding kind of like I'm talking shit, I don't mean to. I try to check myself. And that's mindfulness. I try to keep, keep some judgmental <laughs> thoughts out my head. Well, I, I, don't, I don't say that. I won't Because I, I don't force anything out. I'll hear them. I'll feel them. But I won't voice them because it's negative energy going out. And I just let that shit go. I just flip it to something more uh, positive. So with that, you know, this is what I wanted to bookmark because I, I feel like I feel like this is this is is a, a meaty subject. But you mentioned earlier this whole idea of like you know where spirituality and energy kind of play into things. Um, and and I'm, you know, reading your bio, you talked you mentioned this whole idea of balance between like spirituality and leadership. Um, what does that look like for you? Like or or in in your terms of the work that you do and when you talk to your clients and you maybe do these public speaking engagements or you're engaging with folks, what does, how do you strike that balance or how do you talk to folks about striking that balance between spirituality and leadership? I just tell them love everybody. Love everybody. Anybody who I'm working with, I make them feel like they're invincible. I, I, I just boost them up. I just gas them, gas them, gas them, gas them, gas them. They need some guidance, I'll point them in the right direction. If they got some questions, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the questions. But the main thing, is to help people understand that they can do anything they put their mind to. And that's the spiritual side because in reality, we are love, okay? We're not, we not, we not humans, we're souls in human bodies, okay? And the soul comes from this place of pure love. The human body too, but we get fucked up because of our senses. That's another story. But the soul <laughs> is pure love. And when you come from that place of, instead of seeing, if I, if I don't see you as Sean, but I see you as myself because we all come from the same place. That makes me want to help you like I would help myself. Mm. So I'm just removing the whole separation thing and really just telling people that whatever crazy ideas that they have, they can make them happen. They can do that shit. And it all comes down to just really letting somebody know that it's possible. And that's the biggest thing, showing people that it's possible. Mm. So with that, what does success look like for you? Like, how do you define or, or look at or gauge success? Success. All right. So real quick, I, I love to read the Tao Te Ching. And when they have a, a, a partner that says, success is as dangerous as failure. 
okay? And what they mean by that is if you're seeking success, you might not seek success. If, if you say there's success, there's also failure, okay? Mm. It's a dualities. But if there's no success, there is no failure. All there is is you doing shit. Like, I don't see myself as, if I do this, I might succeed, I might not. I just say, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do, okay? So that was just a little tangent real quick. But as far as... No, it's a good... It's a good... T- it's a... It's a good... Because even in asking this question, I haven't heard anyone pose it back like that in, in a space that it's all on how you frame what it is that you're doing, the actions that you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I be on this monk shit for real, man. I be on this monk shit for real. <laughs> but, um, as far as success, man, doing what you love, doing what you love and getting paid for it is is like one of the highest forms of success. Like even when I talk to, to artists and creatives who aren't selling their paintings and shit on a level that they want to, even if they only can, can, can like just fill up, they tank and fill up a tank of gas on what they are creating and selling, they still reached a level of success that so many people will never see because they're taking what's, what's being given to them by their soul and putting it out into the world and receiving compensation for it it's like an energetic exchange they're taking their energy putting it out into the world and somebody is paying their money which is also energy for that so i see it as success and of course the more money you're getting from doing your thing being yourself the more quote unquote successful you are you know but it all starts at doing your thing for the betterment of the world mm-hmm. that's success so with that, what's, what's a characteristic that you believe that every leader should possess? Hmm. A characteristic that every leader should possess? Compassion. Compassion. Because it's, it, it's so, we get so clouded up, and it comes back to mindfulness. We get so stuck in what we've got going on or, or, or judging somebody's mistakes and shit. We forget that we fuck up too. Players fuck up. Like if you ever riding down the street and, and you see somebody don't turn their blinker on and shit, like what the fuck are you doing? But then you'd be like, hold on, man. Now I know good and well, it's been times I forgot to cut my blinker on. So I really look at it, at, like, at, at it like that. Like if you're a leader and you have employees, you also have to take into consideration, these motherfuckers got lives too. They got emotions and shit too. They got all kind of stuff going on that you'll never know. So the best thing really to do is like I said before, love everybody, have compassion, and just try to work with people. It's not to say if you got a somebody that's an asshole, you just keep them around, keep trying to hug them and be nice. Now you get rid of them because if you're in the business, you got to keep your business afloat. You can't have somebody in there drilling holes in your boat. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. So one thing, so I, I, that's an interesting point that I think you bring up in terms of this whole idea or concept of, and I think it goes back to this this whole idea of balancing between like spirituality and leadership where on one hand, you know, if you're in that kind of place where you are thinking from a compassionate space and you're like, you're loving everyone and you're thinking, you know, intrinsically about what's going on for the folks around you, um, how do you handle where that rubs up against being a business owner or being an entrepreneur where it's like, damn, these people just aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So how much love do I have for someone that just isn't doing what they're supposed to do? Or how much, or how long do I handle or deal with situations with people who aren't doing or maneuvering in a way that may be beneficial for your business? So like for you, if you were, in, um, you know, maybe interacting with someone, maybe a client or someone who's talking to you from that perspective, you know, as a business consultant and saying that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to meet in this compassionate space However, I feel like it may 
from their perspective, um, be hurting their business. What, what are your thoughts around that? I keep it true. I keep mm -hmm. it real with them 100%. In the beginning, it's kind of like, okay, I give somebody a little bit of leeway. You know, I kind of try to try to explain where they're, where they're fucking up. But if somebody is continuously fucking up, it's like, I got to, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing right now? I've had to talk to my some clients like that. Like, what are you doing? You know that's not you. You know that's not the direction you want to go in. So why the fuck are you doing it? You know, and because I am who I am and I put that out there first, the clients that I have, they understand that when I talk to them like that, I'm coming from a place of love. Mm. You know, because you, I, if somebody hires me, I'm, I'm figuring the main thing is they want to make their life better. They want to make more money. They want something to change. They want change, you know? So all they got to do is listen to me. Listen, implement what I say, and just move with them. You know, of course, pay my pay my check too, but you know, that's that's, that's, that's aside from the point. <laughs> so with that, uh, you know, we talked about a a trait that you feel like you know is essential for a leader to have. What's one that you've, in your experience, has been something that may have um, derailed a leader or um, kind of caused someone to fall off their path that that they might have, or a trait or something they might have that might not be as beneficial for them. Hmm. I, I, trait that's not beneficial for a leader um what's let me see what's the word i'm looking for inaction mm. inaction a leader is somebody who is always progressing you know like i'm not saying you always do this do this do this do this but even in times of when we're just sitting around not really working you can still be moving forward you know what i'm saying and I feel like anybody who, and I, I had a recent occurrence with this. I was in, check this out, I was in the 3M headquarters. You know 3M, the motherfuckers who make the scotch tape and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So I was in their headquarters. Like, my first time in a corporate setting of a, of a, of a billion-dollar business. And I actually was brought into the meeting with the head honchos. It's like four people in this meeting. And I'd never been in anything like this. I'm just here checking everything out. And they... I was, uh, I'm basically the, the design lead for this company. So I, I create programs and go out and facilitate them for these different corporations. So we've got this thing. And in this meeting, 3M basically tells the guys that I'm with, like, look, we need a global program, okay? Create something that we can buy from you. That's the basics of it. Create something that we can buy from you. So basically they said, we are ready to pay you money, okay? That's what they said. I'm in the room like, oh shit, not only are they, are they ready to pay money, they wanted a growth mindset program. And that's what the fuck I do. I live mm. growth mindset. So we had this amazing opportunity, but the CEO of our company, of this company, it's not our company, I'm just there, okay. He like brushed the shit aside for a long ass time. And I'm like, this is, this is a, they, they hear but this is something new for him. This is a billion dollar company ready to just sign, put numbers on a, uh, sign a blank check for you. And you bullshitting on this shit? This shit could change all our lives. Like my whole thing is, I do what I do right now because I want to enjoy my life. And also I want to give my parents what they gave me as a child. They mm. in their sixties now. So they're, they're on their, their, their final lap of this journey. And I want to make it an amazing part 
of their life. And this this deal that we could that we were working on and shit, that shit can change everything. But we still haven't moved on that shit. Still haven't. That's not leadership. That's bullshit. That's fear. If you ain't jumping on an opportunity like that that's been handed to you like that, that's fear. And I can say that because I know this guy and I've I've and I've spent a lot of time with him. And I can say, like, that's not that's not leadership. That's fear. And he didn't, it's 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 cool because he didn't learn leadership the way I have. He's not a the entrepreneur type guy. You know, he might have went to school for some leadership stuff, but Leadership is about overcoming fear. It's about having courage to do what needs to be done, not just for you, but for your people. If you're talking about you want all your people to be taken care of, you should be more than ready to jump at an opportunity like this. So not only is that not leadership, it's fucking selfish. Mm. So with that, so you tapped into something and you mentioned that, you know, growth mindset is a part of what you you do. Um, can you explain a little bit um, for maybe some of the listeners that aren't as familiar with what growth mindset is, um, what that is? Basically, if you see a problem and you don't feel like you can, it's, it's something that you're not confident in dealing with, you go ahead and you find out how you can get that confidence to deal with it and you deal with it. Always looking for ways to improve yourself, to grow, to be better, because the better that you are, the better you can serve everybody else. But that's the way I look at it. And, and that comes from, like me, I'm so off the beaten path. Like I said, I, I, I dropped out of college. I don't, I don't go and get certificates and shit for anything. I don't have, I'm not a certified life coach. I just see what I want to do and I start doing it. I learn a little bit. I learn a little bit. That's enough. I learn the basics and I go implement it in the world. And as I'm, as I'm out there doing my thing, I'm learning more. So instead of sitting at home in a book, I'm actually out in the world meeting new people, practicing what I learned. Okay, that's the growth mindset. Getting into everything, taking action, and really intending to grow yourself. You know, because life happens. Life is going to grow us regardless. You can sit at home and have something happen to you that, make, that makes you grow. Or you can go outside and do some shit you've never done before. And that's when you take control of your growth. That's when you're consciously, con excuse me, consciously growing in a direction that you want to grow in. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here like, I say this every, it just does not fail every podcast. Like, I feel like each one of my guests says something that is like really speaking to me. So it's, it's every, it, there's a point in every podcast. I'm just like, hmm. Yep. You're yep. right. Yo, that's magic, man. You Right now, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So every time you get on this thing and talk to somebody, you're going to hear some, some, something's going to click for you. It's magic happening at all times. This right here, this ain't coincidence. Nah, hell nah. We here for a reason having this conversation. You're right. You're right. So one of, that's one of the, the great things that kind of slides into the next question is that, you know, and it's, it's interesting and then the work that you do is that it, it – it provides you a space to interact with other people, right? People on all different levels, no matter, you know, which one of your endeavors you're kind of engaging in, you're interacting with a lot of different people. Um, what's been, I guess, maybe one of the best pieces of advice that you've gotten from someone, you know, in a space that you weren't necessarily expecting to get like this nugget of information or this, this bit of advice um, from? Man, your personality, that's your power. Your authenticity is your power. And I learned this, like I mentioned before, so we can go back to when I was talking about the whole books and thing. The guy that I met at 
my first event, the second mentor, Doug, this guy who's worked with the monk and stuff, he's also done a lot of work with Tony Robbins. You know who Tony Robbins is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, he actually used to teach Tony Robbins' wealth mastery class for, for his people. And he was actually given his very first speech as a surprise by Tony. Okay, so this, this motherfucker is just is, is on that kind of level. And when he approached me about writing books, I didn't know him then, but now I know this motherfucker is all about focus and taking action. So we got on the books. The event that we met at, it was a three-day event, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. On Thursday night after we hit off, we went and had some drinks. Friday, I, I, I came over to his place early in the morning, and me and him and his daughter, we started working on these books. By Monday, we had two books online, published online on Amazon, and both of them hit bestseller. Okay. Now, with that, I was, this is where I, I was able to get on stage for the first time. I was invited at this, to, on, excuse me, I was invited to speak on the mindset panel for this big ass marketing event. And on the day of, I'm in this room, once again, with all these people who have been in business as long as I've been alive, making these millions of dollars and shit, some of them, you know, at least. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to tell these people? Like, I don't, I don't get intimidated very often, but right here, it's like, I'm not making no money. I don't have a thriving business. What the fuck can I share with them that's going to be beneficial to them? And I told that shit to Doug, and he was like, you know what you have that they don't have? You got your personality. And just thinking about who I am and looking at the room, I was like, you know what? You are motherfucking right. I do have that shit. And that shit right there changed my entire life. I started making sure that I put me into everything that I did. Everything that I did. And at another event, uh, Bo Eason was there. He was doing his one-man show. And he said something about be charitable, but not with your money, with yourself. So give as much as you can to everybody around you. And that shit right there, just it, it just got me electrified. I left that event early, so I could go home and create some shit, create some audio shit. And that actually ended up turning into my, um, my fitness brand, Fast Action Fitness, where I do workout videos and these wild-ass voiceovers. You know, and that shit right there told, showed me the power that I have in my personality and my voice. You know? I mean, I can't sing and no shit like that, but <laughs> just, just come off to people as something like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know, it's, it's relatable, I guess. It's down to earth. I don't know what it is. <laughs> With yeah. that, that kind of that slides. This is just flowing great, man. Um, is there or what has been like maybe a book, like a resource, like whether it's a book, movie, podcast, whatever, that has been kind of influential in your um, personal growth that you'd like to share? All right, all right, so I got two things for you. The first is a YouTube video of Tony Robbins, Frank Kern, and John Reese. These, these other two guys have made millions online. And they're having a conversation about why people buy their shit but aren't successful, you know, why they don't use it. And it's all about certainty. When you're certain that something will work, you'll do it 100% full on. When you're not certain, it takes away from the energy you put into it, okay? And he told me to listen to this video, watch this video every day for a week. And I watched it every day for a month, okay? And one day I was just like, I'm going to defeat procrastination. And seeing that uncertainty is the, is the cause of procrastination, I was like, damn, if, there's, there's so many variables when you're in business. Like you can really can't put your finger on anything as definitely going to happen. 
Okay, so it's nothing but uncertainty. So I, I started to understand that I couldn't have certainty in what was going on around me. So I had to find certainty in myself. Certainty that I would do what it took to get the knowledge that I needed or to get the resources I needed to make shit happen. Okay, so that's the, the, the number one thing. That's the first one, just certainty. Certainty in yourself, confidence in you to get the job done. Because like I said, you can't have certainty in anything else. The other thing is a book called The Book of Mastery. And it's a channeled text. This guy basically is channeling guides, spirits, you know, it's just soul or whatever you want to call it. And giving information on how to, I say how to live better. And the number one thing that I got out of this book is to see all things through the eyes of the Christ. And when I say Christ, I don't mean like Jesus and religious shit. I mean like the Christ as in the part of us that's directly connected to the creator. Okay, because when you look at everything like that, you look at everybody with love. You start to see people as magical and shit. You know, and I, I really just heard that and just stuck to it. And it's helped me so much in interacting with people. It's helped me so much with my life coaching and shit. And of course, that's some monk shit to say, look at everybody with love, you know? That's monk shit. So that's the main, those are the, the definitely the main two things that I'll say really had a massive impact. Oh, and, and of course, mentors. Mentors, that's massive. That shit is ridiculous. That shit can take a 10-year a journey and turn into three if you meet the right people, you know? But with that, one, one thing I want to ask, you know, before we wrap up is, you know, two questions. What, can you talk to me about your book, Fly Cool? And Fly cool. what that process was like and, and, and why deliver it as a book? All right, this is good. This is good. I like that question. So <laughs> Fly Coup, basically, last year, I got pretty sick. Like, I was actually like, I, don't, I never say that this is going to be my year, but 2017, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to tear this shit up. Because I really figured out that my personality was my power. Then I got sick. And I was, I was real fucked up. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't smile. My mouth was all fucked up. I couldn't smile sometimes. I couldn't eat. And... I was hurt, but my soul, that shit is like, I got to express myself. And I, mo I mainly express myself through my voice. So I ended up writing haiku, but you know, I call that shit fly coup, cause you know, I, don't, I, I ain't gonna sit here and say I'm fly. Maybe the fly coup is, you know? So I did that, I started just writing them. And I, I started an Instagram page and I was doing that. So after a while, I met this girl who was a writer and she actually inspired me to write fly coup and i decided you know what this is gonna be my jump off to show people that i'm a lit life coach in the motherfucking month and when you say why a book now this is something that i learned at that very first uh event that i was telling you about it's all about positioning Branding is all about positioning if you want to sell somebody something first of all they need to look at you as somebody who's an expert okay somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about and the quickest way to gain expert credibility, basically instantly, is to write a book. Okay. So in, what was that? I wrote it in February. I, I got it out in March. I don't, I, don't, I don't play around when it comes down to that kind of stuff. So boom, I banged it out. And I wanted to see, I wanted to actually be able to hold it in my hand, you know. And man, just the, 
the 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 amazing energy in that book, like the cover of it was done by this guy. I've been um I went to, I was in elementary school with. We was in the talented and gifted course together. He did the the cover art that 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 sun behind me and cheesing and doing in the, uh, the little lotus pose. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's he, pretty dope. He designed the cover of my book. In the back of the book, the um the girl, the writer who I know, she did the um, description, and then it's me in between. So it's just like so many people just putting a soul into that work you know so the whole thing is like i said with the book it's all positioning it can be done with instagram posts or podcasts too but the easiest way the fastest way is just bang out a book showing people you know what the fuck you, who you are and you know what you're talking about so that's a good that's a good, good place to go is is what's next for you what's next for you what's next for me i'm taking this this lit life coach monk thing worldwide you know, I don't know how, but I'm going on world tour with this, okay? And not only that, I'm going to get into the corporate world, and they're going to pay me my checks. Because I, I have an issue with trying to get money from people who have so many responsibilities and shit. But if, you know, if you go to a corporation, they got a whole bunch of money, you know, and they're going to make a whole lot more money from taking what you can teach them and, and teaching it to the, um, and giving it to their employees. It's like, it's whatever for them to pay me. $10,000, $20,000, you know, or even looking at their executives or even high level entrepreneurs, people who could pay me $3,000 for, for a mastermind group or something like that. So that's where I'm moving into. I know what's possible when it comes to money. Um, I'm completely over the little shit. I'm 100% working on getting paid what my immortal time is worth. And, and honestly, even $10,000 for an hour is not worth it. It's not. Because you can never get your time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. You're dead. D-E-D, dead. You know? So we have, to, we have to create our own jobs, our own businesses, so we can ask for what we want as far as price goes. So right mm -hmm. now, I'm just in the, in the mix of solidifying the Monk brand. You know, this, these, these podcasts, I done done three since I've been saying, speaking this Monk stuff, you know? And... Just taking it worldwide and getting paid so I can take care of my family and my friends. That's where I'm at right now with it. So as we wrap, the final question I have for you is that at the end of the day, what do you want your legacy to be? End of my day, what do I want my legacy to be? That it helped a lot of motherfuckers be themselves and make a lot of money off it. Because that's the main thing. Like, I want y'all to be yourselves. I want people to be themselves, but I also want them to be financially abundant by being themselves. And that's the part of that whole leadership thing, that, that whole mastermind that I was just talking about. I want to create a, well, I'm creating a mastermind where I can teach people just that. I want to create a whole new wave of leaders that just, that's just trill as fuck and just authentic. And they get out there and they basically shine like the motherfucking sun. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it, man. Oh. Well, listen, this was great. This is probably what I can probably say, not even probably, I can say this is probably one of my favorite interviews I've done. Um, thank you for taking the time out to be a part of the show. It's, it's this is a great this is a great discussion. We we gotta we gotta chop this up again in some sort of capacity, a part two, something. But yeah, this was a great great conversation. For sure, man. For sure. And I definitely appreciate you asking me to come on here. Like I said, I don't. This is my favorite thing to do. You know, if I could do this every day, I would. Of course, I like a check attached to it, but you know, that's gonna come from these big businesses, like I said. But I, I appreciate you bringing me on here so I could just spread the message to more people, 
you know? And of course, whenever you want to do it again, shit, we can do it again. <laughs> so what's the best way for people to get in contact? What's your social media handles for people uh, after the podcast? I'm sure they're going to want to get in contact with you. Okay, so the main one is Action MF. That's the one you found me at on Instagram. Um, man, that's really it for right now. I need, I'm working on my getting my website together. Oh, I'm on LinkedIn, Alonzo Jackson. I actually just decided that I'm turning all that into monk shit. It was my thing for my corporate gig, but now I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going 100% authentic with all this shit now. Okay, so if you look me up on LinkedIn, Alonzo Jackson, I'm on there too. But the main things I have right now, Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Well, listen, um, Action Motherfucking Jackson, thank you for being on the podcast. This was a great discussion. Um, I'm I'm excited to share this episode and 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 um yeah put this into the into the world because I, I I definitely think um, the discussion was great and and a lot of the points you brought up I think are definitely things people deal with and are people are are kind of kind of battling in terms of like this whole idea of you know creating a business or being a creative and and how much of yourself you put into that and what that looks like in terms of balancing authenticity leadership and spirituality so i think this is a great discussion around those topics thanks man awesome 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 and that's another thing when it comes to creating your business create it the way you want to create it create it around the lifestyle that you want you know if you want to travel and shit all the time create a business that allows you to do that and get paid you want to you want a building that you want to work out of create your business to fit you you don't have to do what everybody else is doing i get people who are telling me like you're a personal trainer so you go get a gym fuck no i don't want a gym i don't <laughs> want to be responsible for people or a, a location i want to be just moving around the world doing my thing you know so create your business around the lifestyle that you want to live mm. yeah we're gonna we, we, we gonna get a, a part two on the books man <laughs> this episode of the mind for rubber podcast is sponsored by gamefly gamefly is the number one video game rental service we've all purchased the game that just sucked right and you feel like you wasted your money and if you go try to sell the game back so you know who you're only going to get about five or six dollars on a game that you paid 70 to 80 dollars for why not alleviate all that and rent the game first this is what gamefly gives you the opportunity to do Rent and buy games for your PS4, your Nintendo Switch, your Xbox One, or whatever system you have. Rent it before you purchase it. So for my podcast listeners, I have an exclusive offer on my website. Sign up for Gamefly and get a free 30-day trial when you go to seanjmore.com slash podsponsors. That's seanjmore.com slash podsponsors for an opportunity to sign up for a free 30-day trial. While you're on that page, check out the other podcast sponsors, which include... Grammarly, Loot Crate, and BarkBox. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Mind for Rebel podcast. Take some time to subscribe to the Mind for Rebel podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. To catch up on past episodes, go to seanjmore.com. That is seanjmore.com. And click on the podcast tab. Your feedback is important, so please comment your thoughts, suggestions, and views on any of the platforms, including my social media pages, including Instagram and Twitter at SeanJ underscore more. Thank you again for your continued support as we continue to dialogue about leadership for the culture.